Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show. On 1250 AM, The Fan. 1250 AM, The Fan. It is The Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz. We are live from the Lakeland University studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Also want to tell you that charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is often given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. So schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Got a fun show planned for you guys today. Second hour, we're going to talk about the Packers and talk about position groups that you're worried about Obviously, wide receiver. What else? So we'll talk about that coming up in the second hour of the show. Tim Allen will come up at 4.30. We'll talk with him about this Brewers team as they finish up the first half. Also want to talk to him about Home Run Derby tonight. We'll do an all-time derby draft for Draft Mockery today as well. And then I want to start the show by talking Brewers about how would you describe the Brewers' first half in one word? How would you describe the Brewers' first half in one word? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan want to hear from you guys and how you would describe the Brewers' first half in one word, because I think there's varying opinions about this team as a generally a general consensus. Where do you stand on this team after what we saw for the first half? Because I think some people are optimistic, some people are pessimistic, some people right in the middle. Where do you fall? I think you can kind of say that in one word, and then you kind of elaborate too if you want to call in again at 414-799-1250. But how would you describe their first half in a single word? Nick tweets in and says, frustrating. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm interested to see what some of the responses to this are. Because you have a weekend series against the Giants that is generally going to leave a sour taste in your mouth going into the All-Star break. You're not going to see the crew on on the field again until Friday. So the last three times that you saw them, disappointing performances from the crew. And so now you're kind of left with this feeling going over the next couple of days. Is it something that just continues to stew inside Brewers fans? And do you end up feeling a lot worse about this team than maybe you did just a couple of days ago or even heading into that series against the Giants. Because now you've got a couple of days to kind of think about it. The last thing you saw was the Brewers getting destroyed yesterday against the Giants. Is that going to leave a sour taste? Are you, you know, if you look at the first half as a whole, they had the one of the best starts in franchise history, the best start through 50 games. Is that something that still is in the front of your mind or have you kind of 
just forgotten about that because of the stretch they struggled after that point. So where are you at? If you could describe their first half in just one word, how would you describe it? 414-799-1250. The way I would, just to start, I think there's two ways that you could put it. The first one, and the one that I think was probably more of how I feel overall, satisfactory. Like, it's good enough. It's not great. It's not bad. It's not as good as it could be. You'd love to see them more than just a half game up in the Central over the Cardinals. You'd love to see them have taken charge in the Central. You'd love to see them up there with the top teams in the National League, like the Dodgers and the Mets, even the Braves. But at the same time, they are in first place. They are right where they need to be at the All-Star break. They are still a winning baseball team sitting here seven games above 500 as we go into the All-Star break. So I think the first word I would use is satisfactory because, you know, some guys have been good, some guys have been bad. You've kind of seen all sorts of stuff all over the spectrum. But when you take the sum of the whole team and its parts, you end up with a team that I think is good enough right now. It's not terrible like some Brewers fans make it out to be. And it's also not great, which I don't know that many Brewers fans are doing that. But it's not been the most encouraging start for the Brewers in the first half. So how would you describe it in one word? 414-799-1250. Let's get out to the phone lines. Let's bring in Russell, who's on the northwest side. Russell, what's going on, man? Yeah, how are you doing? If I have to describe the Brewers in one word, I would say they stink. And I'll tell you why. Their pitching's pretty good. The, the hitting's a mess. What they need to do uh, by the trading deadline is be major sellers. I think uh, Josh Hader's got to go, and I'm not down on him because he had the meltdown on Friday. Um, he's on a one-year contract, and they won't be able to afford to pay him next year. So he's not going to be here next year. Omar Narvaez won't be here next year. They, they, they've got to do a lot of cleanup. We've got to get some people in who can hit. Um, otherwise, we'll be competing with the Cubs, you know, in Cincinnati. That's, that's where the Brewers will wind up. I'll hang up and listen to you what they have to say. Thank All right, you. All right, Russell, appreciate it. I do want to clarify a couple things that he said there. So first, Josh Hader is technically on a one-year deal, but he has another year of arbitration, so they'll be able to afford him next year. The year after that, that's where he gets free agency and maybe gets to a large number. So I do want to clarify that. Um, I'm not sure that you're going to see this team sell. I, I would almost 100% guarantee you they're not going to sell. The MLB would probably do some sort of investigation if a first-place team sold at the deadline. It's another thing if they decided to retool, if they did decide to trade Josh Hader and bring someone in that could help them. But if they just sold off all these players at the deadline, when they are in first place, that would not go over well generally among fans and among the league. Because you're a first place team, that's when you go for it, that's not when you sell. So I'm going to disagree with him there. His points, I understand. I do get where he's coming from, but at the same point, you are a first place team right now. You have played baseball well enough to earn that right to if things ended right now, be in the playoffs. 
And so I'm not saying they should sell. There's no way I could get on board with that, even if they struggled and they were a couple games back of the Cardinals coming out and they lose a couple of those games and then they end up being a few games back at the trade deadline. When that occurs, there's still no way that I'm saying that they should sell at that point. I I just don't see that being a reasonable option. If that's how you feel, I guess I get it, but that's just not something that I'm ever going to be on board with so I guess I'll just leave it at that. I just don't agree with that. 414-799-1250. Let's get out to Rocket, who's in West Dallas. Rocket, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I I think the Brewers are in good shape. You know, they're in first place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, if you, could describe them in, right? if, you, if you could describe them in one word, the first half, what would you say? Great. Great? Okay. Yep, and uh, I got a friend of mine, Andy. I'll just I'll leave it to Andy. Um, he he's a hater. <laughs> he he does. He you know unless we're twenty games up, he wants to trade Josh Hader. Yeah. Um, Corbin Burns. He wants to trade him. Um. I don't get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're we're Rocket, in first place. We're in first place. You're you're always going to have those kind of fans. Yeah, but it's one of my best friends. <laughs> well, nothing against him, but he, I don't agree with his opinions either. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank right. you, Rocket. Appreciate um, it, man. You know, thank you, man. Uh, go Brewers. Go Brewers. 414-799-1250 if you want to hop in on the conversation. How would you describe the Brewers' first half in one word? Rocket says great. Uh, Forget who it was. It just called before that. He said they stink. So, yeah, we've gotten all over the spectrum. I think my word is satisfactory, so I think somewhere right in between those two. They don't stink. I wouldn't say they're great either. You know, I I think that's generally how a lot of Brewers fans feel. It's probably somewhere in the middle. But the ones that get the most reaction are those ones that are on the far sides. Just kind of how it works in pretty much everything. Sports, politics, whatever. Maybe the best way to be is right down the middle. But in reality, some people just go to the far sides. That's kind of the case with the Brewers this year. You're going to have some people that are going to look, trade everyone. They're playing awful. They could be so much better. And then you're going to have some people that say, oh, yeah, they're, they're doing incredible. They're, they're the best team in baseball. I'm so happy with them. They definitely have places that they need to improve going into the second half. They definitely have places that they need to see their players step up if they're going to try and win a World Series. But at the same point, they're there. They're in first place. They're in the playoffs if things ended right now. And so I think somewhere right in between. Not great. Not awful. Satisfactory would be the word I would use. What word would you use to describe the Brewers' first half? Let's get out to Trav and Brown Deer. Trav, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Love everybody at 1250 AM to fan. We love um, you, Trav. Love you, too. My word is mediocre. Okay. And, uh, I They need... They need to find their bats and their souls coming out of, you know, after the break. And they need to really get it together. And uh, I think your word was great, though, too. So it, it's up to them. They, 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 they can turn this around and, you know, and uh, we can be all right. 
All right, Trav, appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan... How would you describe the Brewers' first half in one word? It's the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz here on 1250 AM, The Fan. 1250 AM, The Fan. It is the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz. We are live from the Lakeland University studios and talking with you about the Milwaukee Brewers after they wrap up their first half with a disappointing three-game losing streak after... Winning the opener against the Giants, losing three in a row to drop that series out in San Francisco heading into the All-Star break. First half as a whole, though, how would you describe it in one word? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan as well. Let's continue to get some of your phone calls. Let's get out to CJ, who's out driving around. CJ, how would you describe the first half in a word? Kind of like in and out. Um... When you're driving and, and then you're just kind of – but I think the, the exciting thing is the rest of the second half that it's going to be good baseball. And uh, so with that, you know, is it in or out? Are the All-Stars getting it delivered out there? Um, but just why I wanted to call is just a couple quick observations on the draft so far. Sure. Um, I think it's, it's evident that the shift is going to go away. Um and there's going to be a premium back in the game on, on playing playing infield defense without having three guys on one side. Um, I think the Brewers are always going to hang their hat on pitching it and, and catching it. And, uh, you know, I think they, they, they're, they're, they're trying to get ahead of the curve. It's kind of like loading up on quarterbacks and point guards. I mean, have as many good ones in your system as you can. Yeah, I think that is a good point that you bring up there, CJ, and that if they put in the shift, which they've been experimenting with a rule in some of the lower leagues that may come as early as even just next season, it is going to be important that you have a shortstop that has range or a second baseman that has range. These guys are going to have to be able to cover ground up the middle that they haven't had to over the last couple of years because guys that are just smoking the ball up the middle and pulling it, they've just been playing them straight up the middle. So they don't have to be able to have as much range. They're going to have to be able to cover more ground now. I think the idea of playing the stock to second, baseball wants to get away get away from that. Um, on the home run derby, that's all about the guy who's throwing it. Um, they're all they're all pretty equal, but the guy that's throwing the batting practice, the BP pitcher will dictate who really gets hot. That's just something to watch for. Yeah, who are you taking tonight? I, mean, I, I tell you what, I saw Alonzo in the Northwoods League mm-hmm. All-Star game up in Mequon, and he hit two, struggled, struggled. Uh, he wants to become the third time. I think that's important to him. Um, he likes it, so I, I'm going to go with the favorite. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad pick. Appreciate the call, CJ. 414-799-1250. Let's get out to Dan, who's in New Berlin. Dan, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. I've, I've called a few times before, but never went on the air, so this is kind of cool. <laughs> well, appreciate you joining us, Dan. What's going on? Um. Well, my word is lackluster. Okay. Um. Their, their games just aren't exciting. It's 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 you know even when there is a 
a chance for some excitement. They load up the bases and no out, and they go three and out, and it's over. You yeah. know, it's just they're hard to watch sometimes. You know, I'm a Brewers fan, but, man, oh, man, they try your patience. Yeah, I mean, you're right, because those sort of performances where you have clear scoring situations and them not coming through – that's why you can lose faith in this offense. For, for those of you that you know already lost faith, it's different. But for those of us that maybe have a little bit of faith that they can kind of get things going, it's those sort of things that you have those sort of situations where they just absolutely fail at scoring runs when they have such an easy way to score a run, whether it's just putting the ball in play, getting a sack fly into the outfield, a ball deep enough out there. They can't even do that sort of stuff. That's the the sort of things that make Brewers fans probably the most frustrated. You know, and sneaking a bunt once in a while, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever happened to the bunt? Yeah, no, I mean, analytics and stuff have kind of taken all that away. Oh, man. Dan, appreciate the call, man. Give us another call sometime. All right, I will. Thank you. 414-799-1250. Yeah, I mean, lackluster, I think that's a decent word for it. I think this first half, lackluster, because you expect a little bit more than what you've gotten out of this Brewers team, and I think he brings up a really good point. Those sort of situations where you have clear scoring opportunities or even situations where you have an easy way to get out of an inning and they can't get out of it on the pitching side of things, or even just the defense making routine plays at times, or even just making plays that you would expect a guy to make. Maybe it's a little more difficult, but you've seen the guy make them. I mean, think about what you've seen out of Colton Wong this year and how disappointing he's been. I think lackluster is a good word. They've definitely underperformed as to what they could have been. I don't think there's any denying that. You know, I don't know that a lot of fans are going to be happy with where they're at, For those that are the apologists, I understand that you're going to be maybe a little bit more satisfied because they are in first place, but I don't think that anyone can deny that this Brewers team has not played to its full potential yet this season. 414-799-1250, let's get out to Joe in Racine. Joe, what's going on, man? Thanks for taking my call, Toby. Uh, Tip tip my cap to the last caller. That's a perfect word, I believe, Uh, lackluster. My word is underachieving. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I probably would have used the same word. Um, And I simply just go to the series against Chicago's and the Pittsburgh's, the series we're losing, where we're we're losing – you know, two out of three, and these are series we should be taking. Um, and, yeah, just the, the under-average offense with the above-average pitching, underachieving, or average would be one of my words. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's a those kind of words right there, underachieving, lackluster, I, I'm fine with those. You know, it's the ones that you're kind of over the, the top with where, oh, they stink. Well, they don't stink. They're still a good baseball team. There's still a team that's going to be in it at the end of the year. More than likely, they're going to be a playoff team. Those are the ones that kind of get me frustrated with Brewers fans at times. The ones where, oh yeah, just trade everyone. They're garbage and this and that. That's not the case for the Brewers. But I do think they have been lackluster, underachieving. The word I had marked down if I was going to put another one, underwhelming. Right now, they have the fifth best record in the National League behind the Mets. The the Braves are ahead of them, the Dodgers, and the Padres. And those are good baseball teams. 
they are, but we expected them to be right there with the top teams in the National League. We expected them to be contending for a World Series, and that's added to some of the frustration with this team is that you raised the bar last year with how you played. Once you acquired Willie Adamas, you were something like 30 games over 500. Something stupid like that. So you raised the bar of how good this team can be after how you played once you acquired Willie Adamas last year, and then you've kind of taken a step back this year. You know, only 21-19 and 19 at home this year. You'd like to see a better home record. It's things like that that's just frustrating. You know, this team could be better. You look all around the roster, you look all around the diamond, and there's guys that just aren't giving you the production that you're used to seeing. I think Rowdy Telez has been a nice addition to this lineup, and you seeing what he's been able to do as an everyday first baseman. And overall, in his first half, you got to be pretty satisfied with what he's given you. But even he struggled the last couple weeks or so. Colton Wong has been a disappointment. We've kind of talked about him. Luis Arias at third base has been kind of underwhelming. And then you look at shortstop and Willie Adamas, who has been really exciting, has some of the most homers out of anyone at shortstop, hits the ball extremely hard, but his batting average is so low. It's one of those things that I don't know how I feel about you penciling Willie Adamas in the two-hole every day because at the same point of him having a low batting average, he does drive in runs. And who else on this Brewers team is going to do that? I think Hunter Renfro is someone that maybe you could consider. But even so, there's very few. Because again, on the hitting staff, how many of these guys have underachieved so far? And I would say it's a majority of them. And I think the pitching staff, too. Corbin Burns has been fine. He's been good. He's been incredible in the way that he's gone about following up a Cy Young campaign. So he's kind of exactly what you expected him to be. You expected him to be in the Cy Young race again, and here he is in the Cy Young race again. Josh Hader, he struggled over the last couple of weeks. Don't want to pile on him. We already kind of talked about Hader, and you know, maybe we'll dive into that a little further this week. But Josh Hader, you know, he's still one of the best relievers in baseball, just gone through a rough stretch. Devin Williams has been really awesome. But outside of those three, because even though Hader struggled, he's been really good this year. Brandon Woodruff has been... Eh. Eric Lauer. Eh. Hauser's been bad. Freddie Peralta's been injured. I mean, it, there aren't many people on this Brewers team that you're like, yeah, that guy's playing well. I'm excited that he's in our lineup. Or, yeah, that guy's on the mound. That's awesome. There just aren't a ma- many of those guys. And then you look at the teams that are playing well and do have those good records. The Dodgers, the Braves. The, the Yankees, those sort of teams, yes, all bigger payrolls than the Brewers. That's that's not my point, though. They have guys to be excited about, whether it's Aaron Judge or even look at the Dodgers if you want to say people that aren't big names. Tyler Anderson, look what he's doing. Look at Tony Gonsolin. Look at he's doing on the mounds. Those kind of guys, too, are stepping up. Even a guy like Michael Harris for the Braves. You're excited about him if you're a Braves fan. And where where do you have that with the Brewers? Is there a prospect that you have that excitement for? Because why don't you try and bring someone in that brings some of that excitement? Like, Willie's the only guy that brings that sort of excitement to the Brewers, and he's batting 220. 
I think you need someone in this lineup that is going to be intimidating to another team. They don't have one of those right now. Like, who in this lineup, when you're putting together a game plan, if you're the opposing pitching coach and manager, are you saying, we can't let this guy beat us? I'm not worried about anybody in the Brewers lineup. I'm saying, yeah, each guy could probably hit a home run, but the chances are you're going to strike out 15 tonight, it seems like, because that's basically what it turns out to be. Strikeouts, strikeouts, occasional homers. This Brewers offense needs to improve. There's no doubt about it. But they have so many guys that just haven't lived up to the expectations, and that's why I have a tough time blaming it on David Stearns or even Craig Council. When your guys just aren't executing, at some point it comes down to the players needing to play better. And they just haven't. They just haven't. And hopefully what this All-Star break does, it gives these guys time at home to relax, to take their mind off things, to get ready for the second half. Because if this is going to be anything like what we saw last year, if the Cardinals can get it going in the second half like they always seem to do, especially when they're chasing something, then watch out because the Brewers are going to have to come out and play a whole lot better than they've played over the last month. If the Cardinals get going and the Brewers continue to play at the same rate they've been playing, then the Cardinals are going to win this division. So you've got to come out firing in the second half. And when you play those in-division opponents, yes, the Cardinals are the big one, but I'm talking Cubs, I'm talking Pirates, I'm talking Reds. you got to beat them too because those are going to be easy, winnable games. It's no longer about just trying to win series two out of three. You need to sweep those series. Because guess what? You've got seven games against the Dodgers. You've got a series against the Mets. You've got series against the Yankees. And chances are, if you keep playing the way you've been playing, you're not winning those series. So whenever you get a chance, you need to win those baseball games. And I, I have faith that they can do it. I do. I think that they can turn it around. I'm hoping that this All-Star break just resets everything and they're right back on track when they come out of the All-Star break. But they could be in for real trouble if they don't get things going relatively quickly coming out of the All-Star break because they're going to have to contend with the Cardinals the rest of the way. And if they're not going, I can guarantee you the Cardinals are going to go and they'll just pass them right up. 414-799-1250. How would you describe... The first half for the Brewers in one word. How would you describe it in one word? We've heard underachieving. We've heard lackluster. We've heard they stink. We've heard they're great. I say satisfactory. What do you say? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250am. The fan, more of the fan afternoon show comes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Up next. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It is a fan afternoon show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz. We are live from the Lakeland University studios talking to you about the Milwaukee Brewers. I want to remind you, too, charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment 
when you are eligible. 414-799-1250. How would you describe the Brewers' first half in a word? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250am. The fan, real quick before we get out to some phone calls. Sam, I did want to get your thoughts on this. Where do you stand with the Brewers team, and how would you describe it in a word? I, we've had stuff all over the spectrum. Good, bad. I say right in the middle. Satisfactory. What do you say? I would say probably uninspiring. Okay, yeah. All you really have to hang your hat on is that they are in first place, but it's because the division is so bad. And we all think the St. Louis Cardinals will still be there at the end of the day, but, I mean, realistically, this division really isn't that great, and you stack it up across the rest of baseball. I just there's nothing about this team right now that makes me yeah the, as as I've repeated the past couple weeks the question isn't are the Brewers good they're good enough to get in the playoffs like they have been the past four mm-hmm. years it's now we're getting to the point with the Brewers are they good enough to win a World Series sorry I know playoffs and playoffs in baseball are different where if you get in you got a good chance but nothing about this team makes me think that once they face another really good pitching staff in the playoffs that they're going to be able to beat them. Because all these other teams, guess what? The Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, all these other good NL teams that you're probably going to see in the playoffs, they have damn near just as good of pitching as you do. And your hitting isn't anywhere near them. And honestly, like for me, I keep on hoping that they bring in somebody at the trade deadline. But I'm at the point now where I don't think one bat's going to do it. Two bats might not even do it for the Brewers. No, no. So, yeah, I mean, cool, we're in first place, but now it's getting to the point for us Brewers fans where it's not good enough anymore. Like, we got to get over the hump, and this team, it it's good enough to get in the playoffs, but it, it, to me it's not good to get over the hump Yeah, as no, far as what I see. I totally get that. Uninspiring, I think that's a good word. Brad is in Racine. Brad, what word would you use to describe this first half of the Brewers in one word? Um, I would say disappointed. Disappointing? Um, okay. But- that's from the player's stand, okay? And I know you said the coach and the general manager, okay? Well, let's look at it at this point. You brought in three or four players this year. Telez came back, McCutcheon, you know, Renfro. You expected these guys to bat 280. These mm-hmm. guys are 250 hitters at best. And you expected them, hey, we're at Miller Park. All of a sudden, bat 280? No, that's not going to happen. You can't hope for a miracle. If you're looking for the World Series, you can't bank on the miracle. You have to say, hey, let's go out, build for the future maybe a little bit. Go out and spend that 15 to $20 million a year like you did on Yelich and Kane and build for the future. You know, Don't sit there and say, well, let's go get four or five guys at 5 to $10 million for 250 hitters. And I'll expect it, all of a sudden expect them to have 280. It's not going to happen. You know, you're not going to go beat a team like the Dodgers or somebody, you know, or the Mets. You're just not going to. Yeah, I mean, it is tough to beat them when they have the star power. The the question is, I I do agree that maybe they could have spent their money elsewhere, but who are they going to bring in that they can realistically afford that's going to be, you know, way better than what they've brought in? You know, you, you talk about some guys that were like free agents this year, like a Trevor Story. They were never really going to be able to afford someone like that, or even guys like in the past, Chris Bryant, or guys like that. They can't afford those sort of guys. That's where it gets a little bit tough. Well, and another thing that disappointed me two weeks ago, you give up on David Dahl in mm-hmm. AAA, who was batting 280. I'm sorry, but this guy's got to be better than Chris Davis. 280 with nine home runs and 40 RBIs at AAA, and you just released this guy? Come, what are you doing? You got Chris Davis down here batting 210. 
at the majors. Why wouldn't you bring Dahl up here and give him a shot before you released him? Yeah, 100%. I was, I was blown away by that. I just thought, why, you know, you don't have one guy that's batting 280 right now. No, that, no, he may not do that at the major league level, but you at least give him a shot. Yeah, you're definitely right on that. Brad, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Have a good day. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I think you brought it up the other day, Sam, with the David Dahl thing. It is disappointing. Part of the reason that he's gone is he had something in his contract that if he wasn't brought up by a certain point, he could elect free agency, correct? Yeah. Is which, that something? If I'm David Dahl, that's absolutely what I would have yeah, done at 100%. this point. If they still had Jonathan Davis in the roster and they're not going to give me a shot, when am I ever going to get a shot yeah. for the Milwaukee Brewers if I'm David Dahl? So that makes a lot of sense for him. Unfortunately for the Brewers, he never got to see, I think, when we checked his numbers last week in AAA, he was batting two ninety eight this this yeah, year. That's what I, I, that's the kind of stuff. You know, we talked about it last week. Are we blaming Council for Stearns' problems? Right. That's a Stearns thing, and I'm not sure why they wouldn't have at least given him a chance. <laughs> I mean, you look at the Yankees; they're throwing darts, and yeah, they, they still they threw have Aaron a dart Judge with and Matt Carpenter, and look how that turned out. Exactly, and honestly, like Matt Carpenter would have, would have been a great fit for the Brewers too. Versatile yes. player. I don't get why they didn't do that. He could have played third base. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating with the Brewers and how they how the front office is working right now. That's what I that's why I asked last week. Like, it just kind of feels like David Stearns has lost his aggressiveness in making moves. Where if something wasn't working for him, he wouldn't just you know kind of sit there on his hands. He would actually kind of you know go out there at least do something. Yeah, I mean, pro-act. you don't have to make you don't have to make a trade. That's not my point. Like, you can just call up a guy in your system like David Dahl and just see what happens. But they just wanted to roll with Jonathan yeah, I mean, what's Davis. The, what's the worst? You you cut David Dahl, right? Well, and you bring up Jonathan Davis, which you were going to do anyways. Even with Jonathan Davis in the roster, who had I know he drove in the game-winning run in the first game of the series against the Giants, and he's had some good moments. But like, even if Tyrone Taylor goes down, why do you not bring up David Dahl? Yeah, you still have Jonathan Davis in the roster. You send down somebody else. I I just don't get it. But um, going back to your point, though, I don't think it's about. I didn't expect them to sign anybody in the offseason, the Milwaukee Brewers. I didn't expect them to sign a big big free agent. It's just kind of like the Brewers, uh, you know, the way they go about it is they just, you know, try to swing on players who they think they can squeeze a couple more years out of or get some production, tweak one thing, and maybe something clicks. Unfortunately for this year, it's just none of these guys that they swung on are clicking. They're yeah. just swinging and missing on everybody. That's kind of been the, the big difference from the last couple of years as opposed to this year. Andrew McCutcheon's been kind of what you're hoping for, but, I mean, he's still bad in what, 259? Yeah, he's not 280, 290. He, right. He's not. So it's just unfortunate. Like, nothing special. They're doing the same thing that they always have been trying to find controllable talent that they think they can, you know, hit on. But unfortunately, they just have, you know, none of these guys are playing up to par. 414 799 1250. Dustin is in Racine. Dustin, how would you describe the Brewers' first half in a word? Uh, frustrating, for sure. Uh, a bunch of underachieving offensive players. You guys have already sort of touched on that but uh something i've been thinking about you know the identity of the brewers ever since i started watching in like the early 2000s i think you could even go back to like the harvey's Wallbangers. their whole the franchise identity has been uh offense you know we have one of the smallest ballparks in baseball we've been crushing home runs prince fielder ryan braun going back to those days with subpar pitching and that's how we've been winning so i'm sort of wondering what percentage of the fan base isn't used to like watching these pitcher duels and having like True. counting on elite pitching. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just very different from what we've experienced in the past. It'd be sort of like, you know, going to the Packers season this year with Jordan Love, have a lackluster passing game. We have a lead running game and we have an elite defense. So 
I, I haven't really, I haven't heard anyone really, but I just don't think the Brewer being a subpar offense with elite pitching. I just, we're not used to watching that product. Dustin, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Toby. I think that's a really good point. Uh, I think that's a great point that Brewers generally, when you think about them and the good teams that they've had, it's been the hitting. It hasn't been the pitching, mainly because when you think about how a team is built, pitching is usually too expensive. You know, you can usually bring in a pitcher, or you can maybe have two guys. You know, you think back to having Grinky, or you think think back to the year that you brought in Sabathia, and you can have a guy make a huge difference as difference as a pitcher. And the Brewers have tried different times to bring in pitchers to make a difference, and they maybe haven't panned out as much as you'd like. But right now. With what this Brewers team has, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, I mean, that's pretty stinking good. And that it's a different style. He's right. Brewers teams of the past, you were hoping, let's see if we can put up eight runs and let's see if the pitching staff can hold them to fewer than eight. This team, let's see if our offense can put up two and we should be able to hopefully hold them to fewer than two. It's a totally different style of baseball. I don't know that in general Brewers fans are used to that style, but I think at the same point, this offense, whether you want to say they're not used to it or whatever, anyone can understand that this offense is not very good. You just watch it, you understand that they are just not up to snuff with the other teams that you're going to have to face in the National League. And so that that is a good point by Dustin, but at the same point still, we know what baseball should look like. We know what good offense looks like. We know what bad offense looks like. Good pitching, bad pitching. We know the Brewers have good pitching, and we know they have a bad offense. Like We're not idiots. We, we do understand it in that f- sense, but maybe it is a little bit of Brewers fans aren't used to this style of baseball, and so it does put them a little more on edge, and it does put you more on edge if you're depending on pitching. Same way that if you're a football team, like like he said, you brought the football analogy, and same way that a football team if you're not a high-flying offense and you depend on your defense and you just keep punting the ball away, if they get one big play, they can change the game on you. If you're the Brewers and one guy runs into it and hits a home run and it's a three-run shot, you might not be able to come back from that, much less if they're putting up seven and eight runs like have happened throughout this season. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. I mean, the frustrating thing, though, and you're right, I mean – Brewers fans in the history of the franchise going to the playoffs the last couple of years since like 2007 2008 either it's good hitting and then bad pitching and now it's good pitching bad hitting but like even so in 2021 and 2019 when Woodruff Burns and all these guys were going to the all-star game you still at least had like two to three all-stars on the offensive side uh-huh. you had Omar last year and then 2019 you had Yasmani Mustakis. so that's just that's why I say it's so uninspiring with this Brewers team because there's just nobody that you can point to on offense. Like, let's say, you know, it's game seven of whatever playoff series you want to go to. Game seven, you need a walk-off hit, or at least to drive in the game-winning run. Who are you confident in on this Brewers offense to drive in that game-winning run? Who, is, who are you going to, like, that's my guy that I want at the plate with the final at-bat? No one. Exactly. No one. There's nobody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, last guy. year, at least, it, as bad as it was last year at the hitting, like going into the All-Star game and going into the postseason, you could probably point to like one or two guys. Like Willie last year was batting like around 289. You can be like, well, I'll go with Adamas, yeah. But with this year, there's just nobody. 
No, because even if you went with Willie, it's 220. Right. Even and if you went with McCutcheon, it's 259, 260. Even like, when you adjust it to, like, nowadays, what, the league average, batting average is, like, 240? Mm-hmm. So, like, even though, that's that's still, like, not inspiring for me. I don't trust any of these guys in a clutch moment. Like, no. Jonathan Davis is driving in our game-winning run on Friday. The infield single. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. 414-799-1250. This guy usually only talks basketball. You want to talk some Brewers, Ram? Of course, man. What's up, Ram? This what we. This what the Brewers should do. They should do uh, what you call that, NIL? NIL? Yeah, uh, name and what is that? Image and likeness, okay. Yeah, yeah. This isn't college, but okay. Yeah, well, you can do it, you can do it in a pro. And then, see, you, that's how you pay for your high-priced free agent. So we'll get it connected to, like, maybe Johnson Controls or Oh, I got you. Power. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. It could help subsidize that salary. And then um, do one-year deals. Because you got to get an offensive guy. I mean, look at the uh, Angels. They got two superstars, and they can't win. Mm-hmm. Because really it's because of Trout's salary, you know. But my point is, in order for us to win in this market, and this is with all our teams, this is with all our all our sports teams, we have to look at that. We got to look at if we're going to compete, we have to look at that. Well, and it gets it gets magnified with baseball because there is no salary cap. You know, at least with basketball and stuff, right. there's a salary cap. Maybe Milwaukee's not an attractive free agent destination, but even so, it's not like the Lakers can continually just offer four, five, six times what the uh, what the Bucks can offer. Right. Same thing with the Packers. It's not like Green Bay's the greatest free agent destination, but there's a salary cap there. With the Brewers, maybe they don't want to come and play in Milwaukee and that plays into it, but then two, if I'm only offering you eight to ten million and the Dodgers can offer you fifteen to twenty, I mean where are you gonna go play? Well that's why we would consider uh doing those one and two year deals. And you say, look at my package. I got these solid pitchers. You know, pitching is needed in the postseason. What you think about coming over here for this season? Well, and that's why they do these deals with guys like McCutcheon. They're hoping right. to catch lightning in a barrel because if there's a guy that's had some production, I get your point, Ram, but if there's a well, guy that's had some production, then the Dodgers or the Yankees or someone like that's going to give them a chance and they'll pay them a little more. The Brewers have to almost go look in – the bargain bin and see, all right, this guy once upon a time, like McCutcheon, was an MVP. Let's yeah, see if we can catch lightning in a bottle here. I remember when he played with the Pirates, he was a killer. You can't get people past a twilight. You got to pull the trigger and say, look, if we're going to go into the luxury tax, we're going now. Yeah. You just got to roll the dice, put all your chips out there and say, hey, uh, sink or swim. You can't be scared. That's sure. the problem I see. What you scared of? You're going to the, you're going to the uh, postseason. And you might have to do that if you're trying to compete. Or else we're just going to be see, having these conversations. We're going to have pitching one year, and then the next couple of years we're going to have hitting. It's going to go up and down. That's just my thoughts on Ram, I appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for taking my call. 414-799-1250. I do want to look at one thing quickly before we get into the Packers, but let's get in here, KJ and West Alice. KJ, what's going on, man? Aloha. Aloha, brother. Thanks for taking my call. It's uh, smoke and mirrors, Cody. That's what it is. It's uh, this first half. They mask how bad they are on offense with great pitching. Mm-hmm. Now the great pitching is 
fizzling out because they've been overworked. They've taxed their bullpen, their middle relievers, and now their starters. And once they lost Peralta for all that amount of time, that really hurt them. And so they're not going to go out and spend a lot of money. We already know that. So I'm just saying, you know, I I told Sparky the other day that the Brewers are not even going to win the Central Division. Not the way they're constructed. Even if they go out and get a bat, they're still not going to win against the Cardinals. Who would you trust if you had the opportunity? Goldsmith and Arenado and Pujols and uh, Yachty Molina with those guys, Bader, or what What the Brewers got right now. Wainwright. Oh, without a doubt, they got a better lineup. Without a doubt. Yeah. And so they're going to come on in the second half, bro. Mm -hmm. And they're going to pick up somebody because they open up their purse. Well, and that's the other thing. If these Brewers continue to play lackluster, as someone said earlier, and they keep doing that, we can talk about this team being good enough to be in the playoffs, and they should be, but we know the Cardinals are going to turn it on. We know that. If the Brewers don't come out and play good baseball, I'm not saying great, but if they don't come out and play good baseball, they're going to get beat in the Central. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally think they are. You know, in fact, I bet, I bet uh, Sparky $100 uh, that I'm going to donate to the the toy drive when it comes around that the Brewers will not win the Central based on what I've seen with this team. They just don't have it. And they're not not all on the same page. Antonaccio will not spend the money. Stearns is not making the right moves. And Council has outthought him. He's outthinking himself. Yeah. Sometimes. A lot of these times when he's managing. He's trying to do too much uh, with his bullpen and all those other pieces and it's not working. You know, it's it's not it's not coming to fruition right now. Yeah, I'm gonna Even disagree with you. I, I still think that they'll be able to win the central, but all your points are duly noted. You you do bring up some good points. Appreciate Man, it, KJ. You wanna hop on board for hundred, I got a hundred an extra hundred if you wanna hop on board. Uh, I we'll see, we'll see. Maybe another time, not not today. But or it's a toy drive. Yeah, or it's a toy, toy yeah. drive. We'll see. I don't know if I can do a hundred, but I might, I might, I might go with something like that. We'll see. All right, my brother. All right, appreciate Aloha. it, KJ. Yep. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I do want to look at this because this is where I think it's interesting. We talk about the Brewers' pitching staff all the time. Do we talk about the other teams' pitching staffs that are in the top of the National League? Because at the beginning of the year, yeah, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Lauer, Hauser. Beginning of the season on paper, yeah, I, I think I'd take that. Are you taking it over what the Dodgers are rolling with right now? Now, that being said, they have some injuries. They're dealing with some now. But assuming they're all healthy going into it, how about this? Tyler Anderson, Julio Arias, Tony Gonsolin, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. And you say, well, I don't know who half those guys are. Well, let me tell you about them. Tyler Anderson, he used to pitch with the Pirates. I'm sure you know him. 296 ERA. Julio Arias, 289 ERA. Tony Gonsolin, 202 ERA. 
Clayton Kershaw, 213 ERA. And Walker Bueller, who might be the most talented out of all of them at this point in their careers, he struggled and he's going to be out for a while, but he had a 402 ERA. And that'd be their most talented, but he's been the highest ERA. So the Dodgers probably have a better pitching staff. We don't even need to get into hitting. So then let's say, all right, well, the Dodgers have a better one. It's the Dodgers. Well, how about the Mets? They've been doing with what they're doing without Jacob deGrom, which who knows what happens with deGrom. Max Scherzer, who's getting back. But then they have Chris Bassett, who's pitching to a 3.79, which would be actually probably second on the Brewers right now. Second or third. Eric Lauer's kind of lowered his ERA again, so I think he'd be right in behind him. But I think he's lower than Woody at this point. Carrasco's a two or four two seven, not great. Taiwan Walker's a two five five. David Peterson's a three two four. They have a good pitching staff too, and we know about their hitting staff. And then I don't even need to get into Atlanta or St. Louis because I think you know St. Louis and you saw a little bit of what Atlanta can do last year. So here's my point. The Brewers have to step up hitting-wise, obviously. Pitching as well. Because this pitching staff that we talk about being the best in baseball, the best in the National League, right now, they're not. They're just not. There's a couple teams better in the National League than them, and if the Brewers are going to win a World Series, they need to get hot at the right time with the bats, and they need the pitching staff to pitch like the best pitching staff in baseball. And that just has not been the case. And unless those two things happen in October, then all the Brewer critics and the haters are going to be dead on. They're going to lose in the first round. Because whoever they go up against is going to have a better hitting staff. And unless they turn it around, outside of Corbin Burns, they might be able to match the Brewers pitching. Maybe the bullpens aren't as good as having Hayter and Williams and those guys in the back end, but it might not matter because the Brewers probably won't have a lead. Does it matter though for those other bullpens when you're going up against the Brewers' offense? Too? That's what I'm saying. Like it, whoever it is, and they probably don't even have a. The Brewers won't have a lead. So, <laughs> what does it matter that you have Williams and Hayter? You so, know, it's, you know, it's funny and sad too. Is I heard Bart this morning. People were talking about. You know, any team can just flip the switch when they get into the playoffs. They were talking about last year's Atlanta Braves team and your beloved 2019 Washington Nationals. And then Bart brought up a really um, true but sad point. You know what those teams have in common? They went through the Brewers. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, yeah, anybody can do it. But, I mean, Milwaukee really just hasn't had the track record when it comes to the playoffs offensively. Yeah, it gets old losing year after year. It really does. It It really really does. does. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. That'll wrap up some Brewers conversation for the time being. Tim Allen's going to join the show in about half an hour, so we'll get back into some Brewers talk. Ask him some of the same things we've kind of talked about here in the first hour. I want to get into some Packers talk and ask you about position groups. Obviously, you're a little bit worried about wide receiver. Are there any other position groups that worry you when it comes to the Green Bay Packers? We'll talk about that next year on The Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz here on 1250 AM, The Fan.